Welcome to Get Gig Ready. If you're a music maker emerging or early in your career, or even a veteran looking to brush up on the basics, we're here to get you close to some amazing local talent to help amp up your skills. Get Gig Ready is presented by City of Ride, Lane Cove Council, the Live Music Office, Music New South Wales, and 2SER, with support from Macquarie University. This week, I am joined by Amanda Thomas, who has been a wonderful part of the uh, communities as part of the council areas that run this show. We actually first met at one of the live events uh, for Get Gig Ready, so it's so good to see you again, Amanda, even if it is through a computer screen here in lockdown. You too, Felix. Thanks so much for having me on the show. And um, yeah, it was just... uh a little blip in our memory, I think. <laughs> we've died. Yeah, I suppose, uh, seeing as we've we've had this moment, I suppose I'll let you know that if you want to find out more about the Get Gig Ready program, because it's not just the podcasts, you can always go up online for the councils and find more details there. But Amanda, I wanted to get into your work because you are currently in the middle of putting together an album. I thought that that was super exciting because we've, we've spoken with plenty of people with work in progress music over the course of this show, but you're in the like dead in the middle of recording an album in lockdown, working with longtime collaborators. You know, how has that experience been putting together music in a context that, you know, you've not had to deal with before? Yeah, it's interesting um, it certainly interrupted it. You know, I guess it's interesting because I know different artists have different experiences and, um, you know, I'm not set up to record everything myself. I work with a producer. And so um, luckily most of the recording was already done. So it's more the mixing and those finer details at the end. Um, there's been a few little sessions to, you know, fix up some things or add something. Um, it's been quite a long process making this album. And, um, yeah, it, it's been strange. Um, but I am really looking forward to getting back to, you know, live gigs. And I was just about to do that before the last lockdown and um, have to revisit. It's like, oh, okay, no, just wait a little bit longer and that's fine. You know, I'm just I'm quite accepting of it. And now I've, I'm sort of working on all the, you know, the, the mood boards and getting the styling and stuff like that figured out. Mm. Yeah, I suppose uh, one of the things that kind of interested me when I was looking at the details around this new album is that at least when it comes to me with music, I really appreciate getting to translate the music into different spaces as I'm working on it, you know, listening to it in the car, taking it to a different studio, putting it there. So you can just be in a different space, different head space while you, you know, while you're working on it. So you don't get kind of stuck in these ruts, you know, for you, obviously the songs had already been uh, recorded and it's now in the mixing progress, but have you found a barrier there in trying to, you know, critique these things while always being in that same environment? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's funny. Going to the car, go for a drive um, or sit in the car in the garage and listen to the songs there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, then put it on the stereo, then put it on these headphones and then listen to it with these headphones when I go for a walk, you know, just to go across all the different platforms as much as I can. I'll put it on, um, you know, the, the the Yui Boom or something, you know. I try and listen to it in all different ways as much as I can. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's just around the, the same sort of locations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. So working with a producer, it's David Longo, I believe, is the easier producer for this record. Yeah. How did you first get into a, you know, a producing relationship with David and how have you managed to kind of deal with the changing circumstances of that production? Yeah, look, Dave and I have known each other for a very long time. Um, we met, ooh, around 20 years ago or something, and we, you know, when I was out doing the, 
the sort of um, club and pub and weddings and all those sort of scenes. And we met through some musical friends and um, I was looking for a guitarist and, yeah, he, he just started being my regular guitarist and we just, you know, obviously like most people have started chatting about music <laughs> and we had a lot of, you know, you listen to this, I listen to that and and we appreciate each other's um, musical talents and, uh, yeah, this is my second album I'm doing with him. So he he worked, he produced the first one as well um, and we did it together. And, um, but, he, yeah, absolutely, it's been amazing. Um, like once again, you know, we just really like learning um, and exploring music, um, it's it, this is a very fun um, project. We we certainly just did it for well, I just did it for myself, really. I suppose as an artist, really, really hope people like it <laughs> <laughs> and um, enjoy it. But yeah, it's been interesting. Look, because we can't see each other, but we zoom, you know, um, and we have chats on the phone. Um, obviously, you know, we send each other, you know, everything via the internet these days. So. We're texting, you know, he'll send it through. I'll have a good listen on all the different various devices and say if I think something's sounding funny or not. And uh, and he's mixing it, by the way, mm. as well. He didn't just produce it with me, but he's just like, you know, I was looking at other mixes and then, you know, it's really, it's partly, he's very much his baby too and he, he's got, he's explored uh, mixing and, and really has done, he's done a few projects, but not a lot. And Honestly, I'm 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 so glad he's done it. What a job! I mean, the guy has missed details, and I couldn't have done it. Like I couldn't have listened to myself that much. Um, I think I've listened to myself. <laughs> I know the feeling. Enough, but he's I, he's probably just has gone mad a few times, and we've had gaps. Like we had breaks, you know. I literally had breaks at the beginning of this year. I was I was going to release. I was hoping to release earlier this year, but I broke five ribs in January, so I had oh, no. a hiatus. Yes wasn't a very dramatic accident actually it was very pathetic on a bike I just fell off a stationary bike onto my son's bike and smashed my ribs my only but, cycling um, injury is just as pathetic so I feel you there <laughs> I don't like going fast I'm like a grandma but um <laughs> it's pretty sad but it was pretty bad so that that took a bit of time but of course then in our lockdown you know and prepping and then then sort of and then having to help homeschool my son um it's it's been an interesting time but patience is what I'm learning, I suppose, you know? Yeah. I think, um, I think it's really exciting having a producer and a mixer who's, you know, so attached to the project. It's a bit of a double-edged sword because on the one hand, like you kind of have someone who's worked on it and maybe uh, is a little too close in some ways, but that can also be a blessing at other times. Um, and I imagine when you've, yeah, when you've worked with someone like David for so long, you, you there's enough trust built up there that you know which side of the double-edged sword you're getting. Exactly, it's, it is. It comes down to that in the end, and I think, and that's I think for any artist, you know, it can be very difficult to trust that person. And I can tell you, you know, I'll send a message and say, oh, I know, I know about this. No, I, and I like, you know, you get demo love and things like that. You like a particular way something's done, and then when it changes, no, don't like it, and and he'll go, okay, we'll just sit on it. I'll I'll just sit on it for a while, and and eventually I usually come around, you know, because I go, oh my god, you know, how did I not hear that? How amazing this is, you know. It's such an interesting process, and I think we've been through it all. And definitely, we've got a, a very big trust between us. Um, and you know, he wants me to like it as well. So it's like you know, he's doing the job for me. But at the end of the day, I want him to like it too, especially if he's got to play the songs with me. Yeah, I, and I should <laughs> thank you there for reminding me of the term demo love, which I have tried and failed to recall. I think about twenty times over the course of this season of the show, oh. and it's just suddenly occurred to me, like, oh god, there was a word for it. Yeah. 
We all know it. We all know it. You can't capture it exactly. Yeah. I guess the other thing I wanted to get into is that you've had, you've been performing since you were six years old, or doing music since you were six years old at least, right? Nine, nine maybe. Yeah, nine. I was a Johnny Young Talent School uh, training performer. Yeah. Mm. I guess starting so young, how do you, you know, go about finding a style that suits you? Because, you know, obviously in some ways when you're that young, decisions are made a bit for you. So you may be shoehorned into somewhere you don't really want to be, but also when you've done it for so long, is there kind of a balancing act between trying to fit the the mold that you've made for yourself or break out of that mold and feeling, you know, maybe it's not the right time? Yeah, look, I, I just, you know, I didn't think about it too hard when I was a kid. I just loved everything. I'd just do anything sent my way. And even as a young adult, I pretty much wanted to do everything. I I still love so many different styles of music. And yeah, it was actually very hard to find my style. It actually was hard to find my own voice. And, you know, people would say, oh, you sound like this. You sound like seeing that. You sound like this, you know, and especially about the country thing. And look, I explored it all I can guarantee I've I've explored pretty much everything um but you know and to find my voice I think you know my last album my first and only album um Midnight Sun definitely was the start of that um but this one I mean I pushed myself so far and hopefully I've matured enough (laughs) um to figure that out and I think I definitely have found it and and it's a, it may, it's a funny thing because genre-wise, I find it very difficult to to explain, you know, to fit me into a box, which is great. I actually like that person yeah, as an yeah. artist, but people want to know. And so, I mean, it's pop music. It's, you know, it's pop music. It's contemporary. But it, it has so many elements from all of the styles that I've, I've heard and listened to and love, from jazz to rock to pop to you know, the, probably a bit of the kind of sound of country stuff in there, maybe some of the guitars and things, but um, folk, you know, jazz, you know, I don't, nothing's, and and, and that's found its way in, into the tracks, whether it just be through a rhythm or a particular guitar that Dave's using or, oh, just any of the things that we've, you know, the elements that we've put together and um, we wanted to make something different and bring all of that into it, you know, and he really looked for that and, um, and help bring that to life like amazingly. So I'm I'm super excited about the tracks and can't wait for them to be out and um, start performing and yeah, people listen to them. I think it's also really great hearing you talk about uh, you know the way that inspiration can still kind of strike you because I feel like. Uh, at least some musicians that I've worked with over the years have been worried that, you know, once they've done their first album, that that's all their good ideas. You know, they're going to run out of them. Whatever am I going to do? Like, no, it, it comes and you're still able to to make music with all of these influences. Because, like, you know, looking at the list of influences that uh, you have listed in uh, the profile that you set to the councils here, like, if you were to try and, you know, fit fit every single one of them onto a record, my goodness, it'd be hours long. Um, so there's just so much potential and so much fun to be had there. Absolutely. And I mean, I can sit and listen to a song and go, oh gosh, that sounds like that. That sounds like that. But it's, it's, it's not until later that you hear it and, and that it's come back out. You know, you're not literally thinking, but there definitely were some, some artists that, that Dave and I talked about, um, production wise of how we wanted it to sound maybe, you know, uh, overall, like the, the finished sound, um, which has really come into the mix mixing stage. Um, yeah, definitely. So that, that and making it sound contemporary, that was really important. And, and because we started it quite a while ago, almost five years ago, um, to be honest, um, you know, it's changed over the time, like to keep bringing it up to contemporary sound, you know, of, of what we like to hear now. So that's been a process too. So, mm. 
Interesting. Yeah, I guess, you know, being in the middle of putting this album together, what's the kind of feeling you hope you have when you get to the end of the mix, when it's ready to go out there? What, like, is is there a goal there in mind or are you just going to have to take that wave as it comes? Um, look, it's a bit of both. It's, it's been a weird, um, because of the stopping and starting and the changes that we've made, um, I, I'm super excited, but one of the difficult things that I found is, which I didn't think would be so difficult, was was the create the uh, you know writing the songs, recording the songs. It's super easy for me. It's the, the marketing, the now it's the image image and all that kind of stuff. Now that I'm sort of having to revisit because I haven't thought about that sort of stuff for so long because I haven't been out performing so much, <laughs> and I'm like. Well, who am I? What, what what does that look like now? You know, so that's what I'm trying to. Um, yeah, I'm trying to figure out who that is and what I want it to look like now. Um, I, I'm starting to get back into that kind of creative mind. It's a bit different, and having to put myself into different situations. I dyed my hair a bit pink. Not you can probably see it, but I, I, I was I was going to ask when we wrapped up today. It looks great. Thank you. A lot of people, <laughs> I got a big thing up I put on Facebook. It was quite funny. I didn't expect that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, when I was younger, I used to have really dark and red on the ends and try all these things. And I don't know if it impressed anyone then, but for some reason, pink hair, like people like it. But maybe I'll do some more colours. I don't know. <laughs> but um, I'm just trying to get creative and just be a bit silly and and, and get that that childish, you know. I mean, that's uh, freedom back. That's always one of the great things with, you know, doing the marketing and packaging is that so often people are used to dealing with like corporate packaging where everything has to look a certain way and fit the branding styles. But with music, if you, especially if you're an independent artist, you can just kind of do whatever and that's the best. Exactly, which is sometimes great and sometimes bad. Like for me, I'm the person that just goes, well, it's just too many things. So I have to start narrowing it down and figuring it out. So uh, I expect some some strange and wonderful things maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Strange and wonderful is all I can ask for. <laughs> all right. Well, I suppose uh, we should we should take a moment to talk a little bit about the track that you've chosen to feature today, "I Surrender," which is off your previous record, correct? No, that's often that's actually. Oh my a goodness! Song this is a new one. I'm just too excited about what's coming now. Like, oh yeah. Well, I'm even more just... excited now. I just written that down incorrectly in my notes. Enough. Tell me about it. Tell me what "I Surrender" is about. So, so this song is a philosophical song, and. Um, yeah, it hasn't been mastered yet. It's only been mixed. So, and it may even get a, a more tweaking from here. So, it's not available to download everything yet, but it won't be long, hopefully. Um, so, it's kind of a, a, a yeah, a, a philosophical song about acceptance. Um, and as an artist, it, it really relates to, you know, you go through those times where you do get that pressure and you, you, you sort of almost you get the writer's block, maybe. And then you sort of hit a wall. But after that, you, you kind of let it go, everything go and accept where you're at you surrender to and you feel amazing and you just let it go once you've let go of all those hang-ups and all those preconceptions and you just go with the flow uh, and explore be creative and that's what this is about is that euphoric feeling um of sort of finding that again yeah fantastic all right well an unmastered version of I Surrender off Amanda's upcoming record. If you want to find any more of Amanda's work, we will, of course, have details linked up on the podcast. And I really hope you take the time to check her stuff out. Amanda, thank you so much for joining us here on Get Gig Ready. Thank you so much for having me. Felix, I really, really appreciate it. All right. Here is I Surrender by Amanda Thomas. I'm listening to the heartbeat coming from within. I'm breathing with the rhythm of a new place to begin. I'm basking in the light that washes over us all I'm on the edge of the abyss And for the first time I'm not afraid to 
watching as the day fades into the night. I'm moving in slow motion without putting up a fight. I'm waiting in the darkness for the magic it will bring. I'm letting go of everything I know, and finally I can. Nothing I can do. 